Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi, this is Johnny and welcome to this Coach House Beacon. A couple of weeks ago, I went on holiday by myself for a few days in Filey. Like many people, I'd become sick of my surroundings and I hadn't gotten away properly in months. At the same time, it was a decisive opportunity for me to spend time with God, which I'd been avoiding or simply hadn't materialised in the wake of a really bad routine. Nature rarely speaks to me in a spiritual way, but on this occasion, high upon the cliffs and looking out to sea, it did. It was only across a span of water which terminates in France on the other side, a short journey in the distance. It was clear, it was a clear and sunny evening, and yet I couldn't see any land on the other side of the water. I could see ships that were minuscule specks in the horizon, and that was it. I was alone at the time, and I couldn't see anyone around, so I actually started praying out loud for a while. As I observed this scene before me, I realised that God had created all this fastness, whatever the precise process. I couldn't even see where the sea terminated and France begins. It's a small channel of water, but it looked absolutely vast. If I couldn't even observe the extent of this, how much larger would it be looking out to the Atlantic or the Pacific Oceans? I was dealing with spiritual difficulties which had persisted for a long time. They felt hard and sometimes irresolvable. Within the scope of my small mind, holed up in my room at home, or in the microcosm of the city, this way of thinking easily took off and dominated I was under my problems and I felt a bit helpless. However, as I prayed and observed the immense sea before me and the world around me, I realised that God had created it all. Every atom is, exists by his power. He knows every single detail. He casually holds the whole power of the universe in his hands. The sea is in front of me that was in front of me was just a tiny sliver of it. Even the oceans... I felt the strong sense that God had mastery over all his creation. He is, in the truest sense, the Lord. If he was Lord over all that, then is he not Lord over me? Is he not Lord over the problems I'd faced? Wouldn't it be a comical misjudgment to think that my circumstances were somehow above the God who created the universe? Isn't it strange to think that something in God's universe could have mastery over God in his own universe, which he created? Obviously, it's absurd. Romans speaks of the nature, testi of nature testifying to the power and nature of God, which was one such moment for me. Whatever things felt like, whatever apparently objective realities I saw in front of my face, they were conditioned by my small thinking and inability to see the full picture. Nature just is. It stands in front of us everywhere and is a testament to God's power. Since that time, I've been thinking and praying for people who have backslidden in their faith, deliberately, unknowingly, unhappily, happily, circumstantially, and everything in between. Here is my logic. If God is the power over the universe so completely and in all things, even things as vast as the universe, isn't it equally a mockery to think that the devil has the power to snatch people out of God's hand and break off the possibility of an eternity spent enjoying God? God has every power, literally, at his disposal to change our hearts and minds and remind us that we have a creator. I remember my ne by name in my prayers every person who I've encountered who has walked away from God for whatever reason, 
This is not because I am righteous or better, but precisely because I have found myself at the same point many times before. God has remembered me, so I should remember them. I have received more grace than many people, so if God can revive me, then he can revive them too. Jesus loved Judas no more than he loved Peter, Paul or John. If God lavishes his love on the ungrateful, why shouldn't I? I often want results, but the results aren't the point. Even if none of those people returns to God, we serve a God who has lavished his love on us, even though we are utterly unworthy of it. And as Romans tells us, while we were still sinners, who were far from God. Think about it. God reached us at a time where we didn't care about God, and God got us to care about God. I want to take the Bible seriously when it describes people who walk away from God, and don't want to undermine the fact that this does happen. Even so, we limit God and give up on ourselves and others way too easily. We think up our own arbitrary standards for how far is too far, and how bad is too bad, and how lost is too lost, and so on. This limits the limitless love and power of God. In other words, we determine things for our own sight and standards. I believe that this is a natural limitation that we live with as finite human beings. We make judgments based on what we know, even when we do so in humility, and even when we try to make judgments through the lens of our faith in God and his power. But nevertheless, God's thoughts and ways are higher than our ways. Who's to say where God's limits are? In humility, we can make judgments, but God truly knows, and we must recognise that we don't even understand the half of his power. More specifically, his power is directed towards us in love and with desire that all people come to share in his life and his peace. I want to end this beacon with some words from the book of Isaiah. They bear further reflection and were originally addressed to the people of Israel, who had wandered from God, been smashed with a terrible exile as punishment, and were hoping for restoration. These same words are offered to us by God. And it says this, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to God and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thornbrush will grow the juniper, instead of briars the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. This is from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 to 13. Thanks for listening. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.